Welcome to the Vici Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. Really? Mm-hmm. Like my mind, my whole mind is on the blog and the next sentences. And you're, you've never been a blogger or no. anything having to do with blogs ever before? No, no. I'm, I'm excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you have to write any essays or anything for to be third order Dominican? Was there any kind of... Um, yes, so we have had to, I did have a, a few essays that I had to write, but I love, I love to write. That's the fun part about my not really desiring to blog, because I actually do have the gift of writing. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's just blogging. You don't read blogs. I, I think it was, really, yeah, right? I think it's so just, it's um, I The idea telling, of it? Yeah, I was yeah. telling Austin, I think it's an age thing. It didn't. I didn't grow uh, up with the blog, <clears throat> yeah. and so what is a blog? What's the purpose of a blog? How does one blog? All of this is um, uh, outside of the scope of mm. <clears throat> what I think of, and so sure, yeah, it's fascinating because it's kind of the new jur- It's the new like journalism in some sense. Like right. G.K. Chesterton would have you know conversations back and forth right. between papers with yeah. different. You know, other like Bernard Shaw, and they'd have these articles that they were. I mean, it's the same kind of thing, right? Yeah, but it's yeah, just yeah. a new way of doing. Yeah, it, Yeah, I, I think guess. it's the, it's similar to tweeting. What does one do when they tweet? Um, <laughs> a, I still ask that question. <laughs> what does same. one do? Well, yeah, because there are certainly there are there are rules, and the people who have invented this tweeting and grew up with it know what the rules are. There's hidden, secret, quiet rules that are just known to those that tweet. Um, same as texting, you know, I'll text my kids and they're like, mom, you don't ever just respond. Okay. Like, that's so rude. And I'm like, what's rude about it? It's okay. You know, you either spell out the whole word or, you know, don't say it at all. Yeah. You know, so there's hidden rules to texting. Yeah. (laughs) So I find that, okay, period. This blogging is the same thing. Certainly I could write something, but, uh, a blogger is going to know that's not a blog, right? (laughs) That's not the style. That's not the style or the, the way to blog. So. But Austin gave me a, a little education in his office, so that's I, right. Yeah, I left with it. the Holy Spirit, and before you knew it, I think. Of course, Austin will have to read the final draft. I think I'm blogging right now, and it's nice. exciting. <laughs> Full steam ahead, blogging away. Tina, the blogger, I it's am. exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. Uh huh. Should start you up with your own WordPress blog. <laughs> I don't even know what you Thoughts just said. Thoughts from Tina. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we don't want. Well, we came up with that this morning, right? Tea with Tina. That, that that's correct. Tea with Tina. So that would be a great blog title. Tea with Tina. Tea with Tina. I don't even know. Do you drink tea? You drink a little tea every day. I do. Right? I have some yeah. tea in my office. Okay. Green tea with mint. Mm, yeah. Oh, there yeah, you go. Like mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, be on the lookout, folks. <laughs> blog from Tina. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're starting. Um, hopefully, we'll be launching our new website before too long for the church. Um, it's been long in process, and we're incorporating a blog, blog functionality. Uh, so Tina at first walked in like, what is this nonsense? That's and correct. Now she's she's a professional blogger, I hands am. down. <laughs> <laughs> I am professional just, just already like inside of 10 minutes. We're going yeah. to create a platform for you and everything. You'll be ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Vici Mindem Show. Today, around the table, we've got myself, Austin. We have Tina, the pro blogger. <laughs> and, and we've got Ken, the aspiring blogger. Uh, there we go. 
It's actually should probably yeah. be reversed. <laughs> Ken's had a few years on her belt. Tina, ten minutes. That's so. right. <laughs> She's probably right it in. It doesn't take long to catch up with this culture. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, speaking of culture, um, that's uh, that kind of is a good little segue into our topic. I was talking with a friend of mine um, just the other day, and uh, and we were talking a little bit about um, about productivity um, and efficiency and how we kind of hold these things at a premium, you know, in our culture and in our time. Um, and and when we're not being those things, there can be a tendency to feel a little bit guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, like, gosh, I just wasted time um, or, you know, th- this is just horribly inefficient, whatever. You know, right, we kind of right, right, we right. talk in these terms a lot. Um, Cause of <clears throat> depression even. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Lots mm-hmm. of stress. And like I didn't get anything done today. Yeah. Right. What a terrible, terrible day. Yeah. I was not productive. Right. Yeah. Like, I'll, I've said that before. It was yeah. a very unproductive day. Do you what think, a terrible day. Do you think it's good that we that we rate our days by, by these... Uh, or we have a tendency to rate our days by these kind of criteria of productivity, efficiency, and so forth? You know, I don't know. I'm just sitting here thinking. I don't think at the end of the day I've ever rated it. By how much you've gotten done? Or, yeah. Really? No. Really? Uh, yeah. So how do you... It's a day done. <laughs> Check, eyes closed. That's right. If I'm hit, heading for the door, that's it. I'm done. But I guess because uh, when I hit the door, I've, I've, I've opted to end, the, end my time here. So the work's done. I'm going home. And then when I come back, I pick it back up. Mm. <laughs> and I keep going. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I, I tend to look at my to-do list and say, oh, half of these things didn't get done that I really needed to get done. You know, and then I'm mm-hmm. thinking about them, <laughs> yeah. taking that home with me, yeah. wishing I had done more, wishing See, I had been wiser with I my time. I just move it to tomorrow's to-do list mm-hmm. before I go home, mm. whatever hasn't been checked off. And then you can go home and rest. Yeah, and then, I, then, then yeah. I don't have to think about it overnight because when I go back in, it's already on the list. So I just pick it up where I left off. Hmm. You know, that's really – I've actually been thinking about that recently that um, – uh, I noticed it this morning, actually, that uh, that I have a tendency to not be, and I'm working on this, but uh, all of since this morning. But <laughs> all you need is ten minutes. <laughs> I know you can be a pro blogger in ten you, minutes. You can. You, your I can life be a can man change. Of virtue in, in a moment. couple hours. That's God, right. Lee, just canonize me now. Just... It's been hours. So. <laughs> Turn. <laughs> but is the the idea of uh, of being uh, present? So, and, and I know we've talked about this before, but like, but when you really get into the nitty gritty of it and really being present, particularly to tasks, like I find myself, uh, sometimes in the middle of a task and there's a quiet moment, you know, or like mm-hmm. this morning at our staff meeting, we were watching, um, this video about evangelization. And so as we're watching it, like my thought is, okay, like I kind of, I kind of get the idea. So I'm going to turn to my paper and start looking at some of these questions mm-hmm. and I've jumped ahead of of where mm-hmm. we were rather than just kind of mm-hmm. sitting in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, just thinking out loud that uh, some of the, I think perhaps some of the stress and stuff is from, is from that of thinking what's mm-hmm. coming next. And I think too, mm-hmm. also it's in the putting off. Like sometimes I'll go to write my to-do list for the day. And if I find myself writing need to call so-and-so, I think, why don't I just call so-and-so right now? So it doesn't even have to go on the list. Yeah. So I do a, a, you know, when I'm making my list, I make a lot of those decisions. But I think sometimes when we put off things, 
then um, I think we might find ourselves feeling unproductive than mm-hmm. if we just haven't had time to get to those things. Yeah. Does that make sense? If it's something that I'm procrastinating from and I prefer to do everything else on the list but make that call, now mm-hmm. that call's going to be what's bothering me because I had time to make it. I just but you chose to. not to. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. Now I've run out of time and... It's too late to call, and so now that's going to weigh on me. And you're kicking me. yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think that goes a little bit along with the idea of what um, what are you focused on every day? Like what is like like having priorities set correctly, right? Like what is it? What is it that really is most important about what I do? And then and then mm-hmm. everything else, you mm-hmm. know, trying to find time for the other things. Right. But if you have that priority set, you know. Um, and I, I try to do this. I'm not always very good about it. But like, if a youth ever wants to meet with me, then yeah. I will make room for it. Period. Yeah. I don't care what's going on. Like that's going to take a certain kind mm-hmm. of priority. And so um, I think maybe knowing that, mm-hmm. then maybe it helps make the rest of everything else clearer. Because right. sometimes I think there, there's just like a lot of tasks we like. I mean, I love the the feeling of crossing it out and getting it done. Yeah. But sometimes we can have so many like little tasks that we're putting down and crossing out that probably in the grand scheme of things aren't really what we should be doing. Do any of you feel that way? I feel that yeah. way. Well, I think you bring up a really good point. And yeah, I, I do. Absolutely. And it's amazing how many productivity apps you can find now. Like there are websites, everything is productivity. productivity. <laughs> My phone's full of increase, them. <laughs> yeah. Increase your productivity. Get this, that, and the other. And not that any of those things are bad, but I think it, it is striking on something you're talking about, Ken, and that's uh, um, is how do we define productivity? You know, we want to be more productive. But until we've said what actually consists of a productive day, I think we run into trouble. Yeah, and I think that the key to um, to even answering that question is what is the goal? Mm -hmm. You know, what is what is the goal? What is the mission for the day? And um, and then everything should be focused focused on that. Yeah, that's good. Can you elaborate a little bit more on on what a mission of a day might be? Or well, I think uh, where we Ken, get touched, uh, maybe? Ken, Ken touched on it a little bit. Uh, people, you know, it should be people oriented. I think people first, and then you know, tasky things second. But um, the the main thing I would think is um, a relationship with God. Of course, mm. is is key for the day, and then everything sort of flows from that. I think when we lose our goal or our focus in life in general, um, then that's when we become unproductive. Mm. You know, because we're led uh, uh, to engage in this way, or we're led to that way, and we're easily um, taken off course. I was—I've been thinking about this uh, because I've—I've um, uh, been doing this uh, Nineveh ninety, and I've been thinking uh, in terms of what makes what after you get to the halfway mark helps you to continue going the the rest of the way. I mean, what what is yeah. your motivation? And ultimately, it's the goal. I mean, what is your goal? And to get to the end of the 90 days, it shouldn't be about picking up all of those other things that you laid down during the 90 days, Um, but you should be a new person and not need, you know, the things that you laid down. I think the goal is always the most important thing. Um, You get your motivation from the goal. Um, you, uh, You set your priorities according to the goal. Uh, you decide uh, what groups of people you're going to hang out with, the activities that you do, depending on the goal. And if your goal is um, 
uh, is God in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, everything will sort of speak to that. Whether you're at work, no matter what type of work you do, you don't have to work at the church. Uh, if you're uh, in college, if you're you know in elementary school, whatever your goal is for the day, um, uh, that essentially that's where your heart is. Yeah, and that's what everything's going to play yeah. off of that. I think. Yeah, and I think sometimes in our culture, especially the goal, many times almost seems to be productivity. For the sake of productivity, (laughs) right? Like, I built this long to-do list, and I got all of the things done. There's not really the question about whether or not those things were actually valuable to life, to the company that you work for, to, right? It's just like, I was productive today, and that's hailed as the goal. Right. But we're left feeling a little empty from that, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a a healthy goal is is what I'm trying to get at. Right. But it's it's often held up that way. Like, my goal today is to be productive. Right. (laughs) That's not not a goal. Yeah, and I think it just comes down to achievement. You know, we're people who want to achieve. So whatever whatever I want to achieve, I'm going to dump all of my energy there. Well, you know, it's funny that you all talk about this because I just I had an experience of this recently where at, at, Mount, at Mount Carmel, you know, we work for the church. At the end of the day, our goal is to be close to Jesus and help other people also find the way, you know, find Jesus. Um, that's it, it can all kind of be boiled down to that. We're, we're arms of the church mm-hmm. in whatever way Father needs us to be. So that being said, it's important that we should be have a prayer life and be close with Jesus, you know, right. um, to be able to to reach that goal. I found just the other day I was uh, had I had a number of things to do on my list, you know, to uh-huh. cross off and whatever. And I kept thinking I got to go spend a little time in the chapel. I'm like, okay, I will after I do this, you know, do the uh-huh. thing. Like I got to go in the chapel. I'm like, okay, yeah, but. This is only going to take a minute, and so I do this other thing. Yeah. Fortunately, someone came up and was like, Austin, the iPad kiosk is broken in the, in the, in the chapel. Can you go fix it? Of course, like, the Lord okay, had fine. to break Yeah, and so when I get in there, I'm like, oh, Jesus, this was you brought me in here because I wasn't doing it. And I sat down and literally had a come to Jesus <laughs> moment. Like, wow, I, how can I, you know, we go on these podcasts. We talk about prayer. We talk about things. You know, I... I talk to other people in church about this stuff. And yet here I was putting it off. You know? Right. It's like putting off a phone call. <laughs> yes. Ex- yeah. Same you thing. You know, and, and why? Because the, because anytime we're in the presence of another, they could demand something of us. Yes. It's scary. You know, if we're, if we're maintaining a list of to do's, the, the to do's don't want anything from us really. Um, if they're not people oriented, if they're just tasks on the list. So they're less demanding. I can do it. I have control over it and then it's done and I check it off. But anytime you involve the other, whether it be uh, uh, God uh, or the human person next to you, it is going to demand something a little bit longer, a little bit more than you planned on investing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we don't often, even in this office, we don't often come to each other and say, well, you know, Ken, I need this from you without having some kind of dialogue. And that dialogue could Gina, last I need a blog from 45 you. <laughs> minutes uh, <laughs> right. because the conversation could take a turn about um, our spiritual life, um, about uh, something that's difficult in our ministry, about something that's different in our, yes, <laughs> in our family. And so we could be talking for, you know, 40, 50 minutes uh, versus just saying, hey, Ken, I need this from you. Or, hey, Austin, here's my blog that you don't like that you're making me rewrite. <laughs> you know, these things take time. And I think that's why we put off um, mm. uh, anything that involves the person and the person of Christ, most assuredly, because mm. it's going to take time. 
you know, you're striking yeah. on. Were you going to say something? Can go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Um, you, you're striking on something too. Just I think perhaps one of the reasons why we don't pray too, because it because it can, and maybe we don't consciously think this, but what might the Lord demand of us if mm-hmm. we start? You right. know, what types of changes? Because it can be out of our control. Like if someone right. does come in, it's out of our control. Now I'm here with you. Yeah. I have to be accountable for what I'm going to say. I can't measure it on an email. You mm-hmm. know, I have to answer to everything I tell you. Right. I have to read all your body language. Um, and and uh, same thing with, with prayer. You know, you sit down and it's what what might the Lord demand of me? Am mm-hmm. I going to have to change something? Am I going to come face to face with my own unworthiness, you mm-hmm. know, in the face of God? Uh, and so it, it's definitely, I would say, at the end of the day, it's easier to divert our attention to the task mm-hmm. and say, I can manage this. I can control these things yeah. to some degree, or at least feel like I can, and get them done. And mm-hmm. then, and if, if that can be satisfying enough for me, then great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't have to deal with all the rest. Um, yeah, and I think there's also another side of it too that's driving it, which is another sort of thing that's held up as as um, the way to do things is efficiency. Mm. Time. You spoke of time, Tina, and and to everything is about the speed of getting it done. Mm-hmm. Right? How much can I be productive in as little time as possible? Mm-hmm. So efficiency, I think, is also like another sort of you if you want to set up sort of the evil twins right mm-hmm. <laughs> of culture there's the there's the productivity sense and then there's the efficiency right. sense and not that being productive in and of itself is necessarily a wrong thing or being efficient right. and good with your time right. is a is a bad thing but the idea that that I'm rather than going and having a conversation with you that might demand something of me Tina and might de- demand time from me mm-hmm. I'll shoot you a text right I'll get a text back that's it. Yeah. Job done. Task yes. done. Cross it off my to-do list. Look, I was productive. Look, I was efficient. But we didn't have that interaction. Right. And I think that's also the struggle with prayer. Prayer is inefficient. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're going and you're spending time with Jesus in quiet, mm-hmm. maybe with some scripture. There's no, what's the goal here, right? What's the, pr- what, what do, mm-hmm. you know, it's inefficient. Yeah. You're, and, and he's going to, and the more you fall in love with him, the more he's going to demand from you. Right. <laughs> so it's not, it's not and, an efficiency thing. And, right. And if you make your prayer efficient, let's say as efficient as it can be, what are you being efficient for? Right. Like, what are you to doing with end? the extra time? <laughs> right. You know, what is the, what is the goal of efficiency to get us more time, more time to do what? And it's usually to be more productive. You know, it never translates into, uh, or doesn't seem oftentimes to translate into more time with my family, more time with my uh, friends, more time in relation with my coworkers. It always translates into be efficient so that you can be more productive and do more tasks Yes. versus, you know what, this is good enough. Um, uh, how, how, how much productivity is needed or how how many things uh, do, do I need to be about and uh, shouldn't I if I'm going to be efficient and productive uh, shouldn't uh, the the gifts or the benefits of that go back to my family mm-hmm. or to those around me which is what our the advertisers put up on the yeah. commercials you know more time for what's important yes, right <laughs> But you know why? Are, why is the family in such a crisis? Right. But it ends up it, it, falling apart. Right. Yeah, right. This always gets Who's me present? fired up because it's not. It's not. 
it's not more time for what's important. It's more time to do more things. That's right. <laughs> right? That's it's, right. It's efficiency and productivity. Like That's we're a right. hamster on a wheel and we're That's just right. spinning and spinning and spinning and running and running and running. We're getting nowhere. Right. We're just, I mean, I, I think about it like things like our smartphones, they're supposed to be time saving tools that allow us more time with the people who are important and doing the things that are, that are important about being human. And instead it's now freed us up instead of getting uh, to a place where we're all only working 20 hours a week and having time for all of the prayer mm-hmm. and, and time with each other. Instead we're working we're, we save 20 hours a week to work another extended 20 That's hours right. a week. Or to, or to um, spend mindlessly 20 minutes on the phone or the device wasting time right with nobody in particular binging right. netflix because, because right. we're worn out That's because right. we're not productivity machines or right. yeah. we're not machines right right and so we get worn out and what do we want to do well you know our default is to do the 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 least demanding thing right. when we have sort of demanded an output from ourselves that is not healthy right. yeah and i think i think that's something about relationships too is that uh you know if if the relationships don't a goal in a relationship is just kind of hard, you know. Like uh, when you're in a relationship, really good relationship. You, we we have a lot of friends of utility, you know, where it's <laughs> I am friends with you, Ken, because you uh, bring me cucumbers for lunch. Right. You don't actually do that, but this is the, you right. know, an example. And we wouldn't be friends with him if he was bringing cucumbers, only right. cookies. But that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, now I know how to make friends. Finally. <laughs> a friend always but, has a plate of cookies. <laughs> glad we're learning something here. That's good, Ken. Take yes. notes. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, so we focus on the utilitarian aspect of right. it. What can I be- how can I benefit from right. this particular relationship? And in that sense, yeah, okay, well, you do want to be efficient if that's going to be your perspective. It's how can I maximize my time with you mm-hmm. so that I can get the most from you with the least amount of input. That's kind mm-hmm. of the efficiency-like definition, right? Mm-hmm. Maximum output, minimum input. So right. if right. we treat... You know, and so we can approach a relationship like this. Exactly. Um, uh, and sometimes we want that. You know, I want to be able to call my plumber and mm-hmm. him come, you know, with a call and be able to take care of it for as little money as possible on my part. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but there's, um, and that's all good and well, but uh, but real, rela- like, relationship with a dear friend is joyful. Mm-hmm. It brings joy, you know, because mm-hmm. when you enter into the mystery of the other person, uh, and spend time with them. There's something about them that that uh, it's giving of yourself, and you see goodness, you see truth, you see beauty coming out of the other person, and that is a sufficient end, I would say, in and of itself. Mm-hmm. You know, is that and and by that good relationship, you get brought closer to Jesus Christ, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these things don't happen quickly, you know. But they're a great source of joy. Um, so it's fascinating that that somewhere deep down we know that these relationships uh, don't are not efficient. Good relationships are not efficient. They take a long time, but they're also a great source of happiness. Yet we try to avoid them too. Right. You know? Yeah. It's, right. it's interesting. I was having a conversation with someone just the other day, and they used this phrase that I, I had known like interiorly, but to actually say it and hear the words, they, they, we were talking about um, the role of motherhood. And, and she, uh, she said to me, motherhood is not practical. <laughs> and, and I, and I thought about that and I thought you're, you're right. It's not. And neither really is fatherhood, neither are relationships. They're not practical in a sense of the, what they demand of you, 
um, and the kind of time that they deserve to really cultivate them. You know, if it's just a, if it's just a utilitarian relationship, I suppose maybe you could find a practical purpose there, like survival or something like that. But in the sense of like, you know, I'm going to reach this goal of high productivity and efficiency. Well, not, I mean, you know, as a father, kids won't let you do that. I mean, I watch my son and he'll, you know, he'll go to the playground and he'll, oh, what's that car? And what's this thing? And I'm going to throw rocks. And I'm thinking we've got to get home for dinner. Right. But he's just like, to him, it's like time doesn't almost doesn't even exist. Um, and I get drawn into that. The more I spend time with my son is this idea of like, maybe I don't have to be to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, efficient, productive. Maybe I just need to be filled with wonder. Like my mm-hmm. son. Right. Is. And I think that sometimes again, I, it comes back to me for the goal. So I think if the goal of our lives is, um, uh, union with God or intimacy, uh, with Christ, then everything else shapes that. Mm-hmm. If that wasn't essentially the goal we had in mind, and we had a, a different goal that we were unaware of, we just didn't even think about a goal, maybe we don't even have a goal in mind for life, um, then, then the things we pick up, <clears throat> they complicate our lives, make it busier, and make it so that we don't have time to, to throw the rocks or you know watch our son throw the rocks. Um, and so I think it's, it's what is the goal of our life? And I think oftentimes even in marriage, mm-hmm. people don't even know what is the goal of our, of our life together. Is the goal union? Is it union of heart? Is it um, union of, of mind? Is it union of what is it? And, um, and if, it, if we know what it is, if we know uh, what our goal is in getting married, union with each other, union with God, uh, helping each other grow closer to God and our family grow closer to God, then everything that we do shapes that. Yeah. Everything we engage in, whether we decide we're going to do soccer seven days a week and, um, or, um, you know, uh, do something else, you know, uh, the, our goal, I think, um, shapes that. And we may ha- all have different goals. Yeah. You know, uh, kids, as they're growing up, their goal may be to be the next rock star, the next uh, movie star, you know, whatever our goal is. Um, and it, is what we're, where our heart is, and that's where we're going to put our time and our attention. And I guarantee you, we have all the time and the intention in the world to get that done. Because of all the productivity apps. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and this is yeah. the reason why right. I need to be so productive and efficient, so yeah. I can get out the door and begin that part of my life. Yes. And so... Um, and this was, this was kind of the, the early philosophers like Socrates, Plato, and so forth. They, they wanted to be in a position and worked hard to be in a position where they could embrace true leisure and philosophize, however you say that word, but basically practice philosophy because yeah. this was the height of living when you could sit and have a conversation and engage in dialogue and come mm-hmm. to new intellectual truths. Um, it, it's beautiful. You know, it helps build culture. We mm-hmm. we have so much of our our uh, philosophical tradition is because people wanted that so badly, and that was a height of mm-hmm. leisure for them, which was the high, you know it was a very good good thing. Now, if we see people sitting around talking, it's like man, they're being unproductive, and that's, that's yeah. And you know what's interesting as you say that, that, I think the most interesting thing, the most fascinating thing, is the human mind mm. and uh, the the differences that we all have, um, our different personalities, our different ways of thinking, the different things that we think. Um, there's so much that can be learned um, about the other 
um, and still never exhaust it. You know, yeah. it's almost it's almost like uh, an image of God. You know, there's no way to exhaust all of the the different things of uh, different ways and different. Uh, aspects of God. And I think we are very much the same way. There's just no way. Um, because I think as people, we can tend to live and to be a certain way, mm-hmm. um, because the people around us expect us to be and live a certain way. Uh, but we're really capable of quite just about anything. Um, uh, and, uh, and a variety of responses we can give. And I don't think that we give enough, cr- uh, enough, uh, credit or time to the human person uh, to being able to um, delight us or (laughs) intrigue us or surprise us or amaze us or, you know, we're just, we don't, uh, we just hold all kinds Mm. of uh, capability, but I don't think because we don't expect it from the other, we don't elicit it from the other and the other never, never gives it, you know, Um, I mean, time with, with each other should be. Um, quite beautiful and fascinating. Well, yeah, and I think another temptation of that, and we only have a few minutes left. I don't want to send this really? too far down a route. Can you believe it? Yeah, we've been recording for twenty eight minutes. Whoa, yeah. whoa! Um, but uh, is also like it's that idea of seeing the other as a good. <laughs> You're holding out a rabbit hole, <laughs> Tina. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, but it is seeing the other as good and not not as a threat. You yeah. know, like like I could sit and, and hear an awesome idea that Ken has said and feel like, oh, man, why didn't I have that? Yeah. You know, how come I didn't? Rather than uh, being enriched by it, I imagine heaven as like as where uh, Ken has a great thought and it inspires me to write a poem. That poem inspires yeah. somebody else to draw a yeah. beautiful painting, which inspires. And it, so it just builds yeah. and builds and becomes yeah. so beautiful. And there's no threat of, you know, you better get it first before yeah. somebody else does. Yeah. You and know? what's so interesting about it is that we all share the same uh, fall. Mm. This, you know, we all share yeah. that. So we know that is common to us all. And so that really shouldn't be our sticky point. Um, you know, it, it shouldn't be something that says, you did this to me, or you always do that, or, you know, because we are, all know that this is something we have in common. Mm-hmm. And so we shouldn't be surprised by it um, yeah. in each other, in ourselves. We, I think we should just be more merciful to each other when we see this. And, uh, and open to the fact that there's also great um, goodness there. Yeah. And, uh, and, and to, to pay attention to that um, and uh, be compassionate on the fact that we all have the same Yeah, I like that. Difficulty. We have the same creator and we have yeah. the same fall. Yeah. <laughs> it's all written into us. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. And I think there's, I think sort of like tying it back to um, the idea of work and productivity and efficiency. I, th- I, I think that if we work with the proper goal in mind, like you talked about, if, if, if union with God and union with others, relationship with others is the center, no matter what you're doing, if that's the, if, if you realize that even in a, in a fortune 500 company, you're working alongside these other people, those relationships do matter because God has said they matter. Right. And he is in those people. Um, and, and your, his, the image of him is, is there. And so, I think if our goal is God and others, then work takes on a beautiful dignity in prayer, mm-hmm. but only when it's mm-hmm. that way. 
and then well and said. then we can get the right things done um, in the time that God has provided for that. You know, oh, oh, I nice. love it. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. That was a great that way was to good. to bring that to a close because mm-hmm. that's what that's what we need. The Bible says, "Pray without ceasing," and that's that's the way. So, guys, this was great. Thank you all for another awesome episode of uh, the Vici Mundum Show. Uh, so until next time, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, pray, pray for, for us. Thanks again for tuning in. We would love for you to join the conversation that we started by sending us an email at vicimundum1633 at gmail.com or by connecting with us on Facebook and or Instagram. And while we love doing these podcasts, we really love hearing from and starting relationships with you even more. I also want to extend an invitation to you that if you like these shows and would like to see more produced by our parish, please feel free to support what we're doing. You can go to Our Lady of Mount Carmel's website and give online by designating your donation to Vici Mundum. Monthly gifts are especially helpful. Finally, as a reminder, the views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the presenters alone, and they do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. God bless you, and we look forward to talking with you soon. I had an image of you pulling a rabbit out of a hole. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Ken. You saved it because we were going another 15 minutes really. I thought, whoa.